Listeners, welcome. We have a brand new season of a free podcast. We're going to be talking about made-for-TV movies this entire season. ABC Movie of the Weeks, all sorts of stuff like that. Today we're talking about Duel, so we're going to be talking Steven Spielberg. Talking trucks. 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 Oh, truck talk. Oh, yeah. People to talk to about trucks. We're going to talk about trucks. We're going to talk about stuff you had to sit through in the before time because there's nothing to do. Let's try to remember to do that picture of Trump in the semi for that (laughs) screenshot for this one. (laughs) And uh, we're going to talk about bizarre murder weapons that have been used. So uh, strap into the, you know, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) Strap in a hint. Listeners, welcome to the Midnight Boys Present Free Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined by always, as always, and by always, as always, by my tailgating friends, Joe and Duff. <laughs> like, the cool kind of tailgating, or the, like, with well, brats, or? I, no, not the cool tailgating. Uh, the kind the, where, the, you, the where rage you just, kind? yeah, where you just ride someone's ass on the freeway. You know, I, we're gonna I get, hate it when, I, God, why do people do that? I don't know, but you know what I was thinking? Well, let's let's get to like we'll get to the, let's get to we'll get to the movie. But I, it's hard for me wonders like is this could this movie be told from the point of view of the truck? I, <laughs> and, I and have like a, like can we ration him on this somehow? I I th- I was thinking that while I was watching it actually, <laughs> um, because I think a lot of this film is distorted by this man's memories of how he handled that truck. <laughs> I think we just had. A blue-collar guy trying to get some gasoline to a gas station, and then this yuppie from L.A. is just losing his mind. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, I would, well, let's get to it. We'll, we'll, well, let's put a pin on that, but God, I do that, think it's I, an interesting I really thought. like that. Now I'm like, ooh, is this an unreliable narrator? I, I think it's something we need to think about. Need to think about it. All right, so... Uh, Duff, this is, we're going to talk about Duel, which is Steven Spielberg's, uh, not his first movie, I don't think. It's his first full-length, like, feature. Uh, I mean, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, and and uh, it's a one of the most famous made-for-TV movies, which is our season. So, Duff, take it away. What do we, you know, what, what do we, this is your idea. I love it. I want to hear more. Uh, I think it was just brewing because we're doing this right after the Twilight Zone season. And made-for-TV movies is... If you're of a certain age, you've seen far too many of them for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, again, it's one of those things where, like, before you could just watch whatever you wanted whenever you wanted. Like, be like, oh, there's this TV movie on. It's got Candace Cameron in it. Whatever. I'll watch that. And it's, it's, that was kind of the jumping off point. But I just, I saw quite a bit of made for tv movies because I, that, because i grew up in the 80s and 90s and, and i think one important thing that you kind of mentioned with the candace cameron thing is like it wasn't it's was so rare maybe i'm wrong maybe we'll get to ones like this but like it's rare that it's like a film star jumping into tv or something this is like they would take a tv star like a someone who's a star of some mini uh, some series and they would put them in a made for tv movie and that would be like the star of the show yeah a lot of the times it'd be like I, uh, like Tori Spelling made a lot of made for TV movies, right? Or it'd be people from Baywatch or things like that, and then occasionally you'd get like the big classy TV movie. Like I, there were a couple that had Martin Sheen in the eighties. Okay, uh, not sure 
because at this point in time, like it's another thing that prompted me to pick this is that, you know, nowadays we think of a made for TV movie and it's on, you know, like HBO or something. And it costs, even if it's awful, it looks pretty good. And it's, you know, got big name stars. And, but like the old school made for TV movies are super cheap. They're just made for the lowest amount of money possible. Right. I mean, it's a way to fill two hours of television time too. Yeah. And I read a little about the history of them and part of it was just that back in the day, movie studios would charge these huge amounts for uh, airing their movies. And so television studios would just say, oh, we can just do it ourselves. We can make a crappy movie for really cheap and put it on. And that was kind of the birth of the made-for-TV movie. Uh, here's a question. Is it TV studios that are doing this then? You're not having film studios like dabble in this at this point early on. It, it always depends. I mean, this is a... I think this was a universal... Television. I, it was universal television. This was right. already the age of conglomerates, so... So it, I don't think there's one overriding answer. It just it was always dependent, but uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. Um so when does the when maybe you don't know the answer to this. I like how I'm asked this as if you're like a guest lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> uh like you know, in we, we had a twilight zone. So it, it was the mid 1960s if you're asking okay. when it began. Um right. and the the first one was actually, it was uh, going to be The Killers with Lee Marvin. Oh. But that, it was decided it was too violent. And it was, so that was actually put in theaters. But in the 19, mid-1960s, late-1960s, um, the network started doing this, the, the three networks. Uh, and at the time, ABC, which is the network this was on, it, this was kind of how ABC made their mark with the uh, the ABC movie of the week. Like this was one of their first uh, okay. big hits. So yeah, it really started in the mid '60s and kind of peaked in terms of viewership and popularity, like in the '80s and waned off, and then the '90s. I mean, cable like, comes out, and that sort of like yeah. changes everything. And it's funny, like, I I know we talked about some of these. They're just, number one, there are so many. And number two, they all sound amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you just go back and look at any, yeah. Rob, what was the one about the guy faking that he was deaf? Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the guy who faked that he was deaf so that he could learn all the secrets of the town. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, like yeah. And that's, and that's one of the tamer ones. Like, yeah. there are. The batting average for those movies, it just synopsis-wise, is so much higher than a theatrical film. Yeah, it's all just the most lurid. It's either like ripped from the headlines or just the like, just think of the most outrageous thing you can. But at the same time, like they weren't too crazy because they're, broad- they're on broadcast TV. Right. They'd be like, oh, this cheerleader hooked up with a guy twenty years older than her, and they murdered eight people. But it'd be like on ABC Sunday night. They're just showing that cheerleader getting her stomach pumped. <laughs> and 20 people in the football team locker room just shaking their oh, heads. John Wayne's in the background. John Wayne! Oh, my God. Oh, man, a Babylon reference. Thanks, <laughs> Timely. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm glad the two people in America who saw it are, are recording right now. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I did see Babylon. I did see Babylon. I liked it. Uh, okay. Um, so, I so, mean, it's just, it's just something where it is, especially as time goes forward, they are movies in this, like, the strictest definition because they're pretty bare bones uh but with some exceptions so you duel's good and we're gonna talk about duel 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 is good but i think i don't know i don't have nearly i have a couple memories i guess i'm not even sure if they're made for tv movies or just things i watched but we did have network tv that things i saw you know on tv when I was a kid, that had an a, a impression on me. Um, but it sounds like you watched a lot of these stuff. So I think the reason is that uh, my mom was a big fan of Murder, She Wrote. Mm. And on Sunday night, I remember I would watch Murder, She Wrote with her, and then there'd always be a made-for-TV movie on after. Can, can and- we say it like Pat Summerall did? <laughs> I don't know how well you guys know this bit that he would do, but he would he would see how long he could pause after Murder, so when he'd do a promo, he'd be like, murder, she wrote. <laughs> like you could there find, was a comma. There is I a mean, comma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like someone I... put together like a compilation of him doing it, and the pauses just get longer and longer. God, I, I bet John Madden was laughing so hard. <laughs> I remember two Murder, She Wrote episodes. And I, my memory could be wrong, and maybe they're not Murder, She Wrote episodes. They're all very one, similar. <laughs> one is there was a computer guy. That was all clever, and uh, and she tried to figure out how to hack into her, his computer, figure out how to get into his computer. You know, they couldn't do. He had all the best security, you know. And then she's like, "Oh, he's so arrogant. I bet you I know what his password is. Guess what his password was, guys? Password. Correct. <laughs> People have been using that ever since. <laughs> the the other one I think is they couldn't figure out how someone died, and it's because they put a snake under the door. <laughs> but I don't know if those are true, and I refuse to look it up. I, uh, that's that's what Bullet Train stole its premise from. Yes, yes, another fun I mean, movie. I, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound out of line for that era of TV, right? Uh, but yeah, I and like I don't you know I don't know if Murder She Wrote is a great show. I don't. I think most episodes were kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just remember watching it. I, I probably remember more made-for-TV movies than actually watching Murder, She Wrote. But I do remember that I would watch it with my mom on Sunday night. Yeah, it was, right. it was a Sunday night movie of the week stuff. Do you think that's where some of the, um, you know, like, that's where prestige TV is now? Like, that's yeah. often. Well, that do you think that comes that from was, that? Do that we was... even still call it that? I don't know. We're too old I, to know. Prestige TV. Like, it's not good anymore. Let's stop. We're deciding. Yeah. It's just it's TV. Like, We've had enough. Stuff that you put on while you play a game on your phone. Just some content to put down your throat. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, like, it's just, like, it's, it's just like our old, podcast. It, it, it's, it's Golden Corral <laughs> media, man. <laughs> just shove it in your maw. Oh, man. Uh,. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Did you watch made-for-TV movies? Do you have yeah, to- I, I mean, like, I, I, I have some vi- – I mean, I bet I've seen a ton. Like, in terms of what I remember, I do have some vivid memories of a few. Like, we're not doing Alice in Wonderland, but that, like, mm. two-part yeah. made-for-TV movie special, uh, definitely. One. There's at least I've- three wrinkles in my brain devoted just to yeah. that because it freaked 
me out. Yeah, that, that caterpillar one was though. Wild. Yeah, and um, I'm there. There's like a I I I feel like I have all these moments where like I have these like bits and pieces of memories of a movie, and I just can't quite put enough together to search to figure it out by searching on the internet. I feel like probably a lot of those are made for TV movies that are just like lost to time, and that's partly why I can't find what they are. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think I just have a lot of like it, it's like a, like a torrent where the all the bits aren't put together. They're just like little <laughs> bits of TV movie just floating around all over my brain. But I mean, we had like just tons of stuff taped off of TV, and that's what yeah. I could watch. So I'd I watch all of it. I remember maybe this wasn't. A, I this is the, this is one of the first things i remember seeing too young that scared me and still i think has like kept a fear inside me <laughs> it was and maybe it wasn't a made for tv movie it was just a movie i have no idea but it was someone had like came in through like a rich person's house like through the skylight and they took piano wire and then they were gonna like choke and kill this woman and the woman fought him off and then she ran off and then she like ran into the laundry room and you know he's like slowly walking towards her and she's um you know, she's scared, was, and then all did of a sudden, someone put a snake under the door. <laughs> <laughs> and some, and all of a sudden, he comes in, and you can see that the window in the laundry room is open, and he looks out the window and realizes, like, oh, she went out the window. And as a viewer, you're like, oh my god, thank God, she, you know, she got away. But then he opens up the dryer, <laughs> and she's hiding in the dryer, and then he kills her. Oh. This sounds like something from a Halloween movie. I know. Yeah, but like, like Mike, can you just see Mike Myers it. lumbering into a into a laundry that seems, room? It does. Like that. that seems but pretty never... hardcore for a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, but I'm not saying it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just that's that's a bad hiding spot, by the way. Yeah, in a dryer. What are you doing? I mean, she was you know tiny, obviously, to fit in a dryer. I could fit in a dryer. No, I could not either, but it's <laughs> like six foot you, two, two hundred pounds. You better be, there would just be like there would just be my legs. Maybe it's one of those big ones that you put like comforters in. It's an industrial washer yeah. and a and a Hilton or something. <laughs> uh all right, so let's get to duel. Unless you have more to say about made for T V movies at this point. No, not at this point. So I, just, duel- I, I just thought it'd be fun, like to examine I you don't hear about them. Like you, there are some that are brought up on Twitter and whatnot. Like Joe, I remember you brought up that one where Helen Hunt jumps out the window because she's high <laughs> on angel dust. Yes, who's among us? Who's among us hasn't done that? Yeah, but but it's something that's not. Uh, basically, I'm just like, oh, I'm not sick to death of hearing about this online. So let's do this. Yeah, I, 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 when you came told me the idea, I thought it was great. Also, listeners, it's true. Dom had a very big list, and he's like, "I got to cut this down." Oh my god, it is <laughs> again. It's impossible. It's you. You'll just become paralyzed because every plot is the most insane thing you've ever heard. We had to. We put a. We'll, we'll talk about the Patreon later, but we had to ask our patrons to decide between two movies because we didn't want two different movies of abusive husbands. We had to like choose the yeah. abusive husband movie we're going to talk about. Oh, the other thing is. Uh, we all three of us, I think, come from uh, the era of uh, a movie day is peak lazy teacher, like that. Oh is, yeah. And uh, at least one of these movies, I know, I was shown in health class. Oh, it's <laughs> a <is it> duel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was duel. Um, but 
this is we're, this is more of a mini series we're not talking about but i remember there was just a week where for some reason my teacher's like we're gonna watch roots <laughs> like it was just an entire week where i feel like did the teacher have a cold or something yeah we watched roots we watched roots for that's yeah. not a week that's like multiple I, weeks i think like. we only watched half of it no still like like yeah roots is long yeah i've never yeah. seen that i saw i also believe columbine happened while we were watching roots i wasn't in columbine <laughs> let me be clear but i remember the like that was the day it happened so like somehow roots and columbine are like linked in my head hmm. um which you know we all have broken brains I mean, in our that, own way i mean that's yeah. the full circle of america yeah <laughs> slavery and school shootings oh my god oh jesus okay um let's talk about duel yeah duel is uh i'm just gonna start off this movie kind of (laughs) rocks i'm a fan of this it's it's super made this movie 1971 so this is before he had any theatrical feature films um it is very simple uh it is a man driving a car on a business trip and there's a scary tanker truck in the desert. And uh, essentially throughout the entire movie, this man is being chased and harassed by this giant tanker, tr- if, tanker truck. If you could imagine, how could a haunted house be a truck? That <laughs> That is this truck. Mm-hmm. It's just... I like how it has like a ton of <laughs> random license plates on the front. It, it is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ass truck. Yes. yes. It, uh, uh, and suppose, uh, one theory is that it has license plates for each person that's killed. Yeah, each oh. state he killed someone. Mm-hmm. That's character development right there. <laughs> uh, so and- this, this truck is terrorizing the Southwest. We're in Los Angeles, outside Los Angeles, right? Yeah, Mojave Desert. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I mean, we don't need to go to the ins and outs of it all, but that's essentially what happens. He gets away from the truck. The truck finds him again. The truck can, we, we really never see we the see driver. We see the driver's, and we see his boots. We see his boots at one point. He goes to a restaurant where the truck is parked and sees a bunch of guys with the boots on, thinks he knows the right one, confronts them, and then just gets his ass kicked by this <laughs> other <laughs> truck driver, um, which is, uh, I don't know, I think is hilarious. He, uh, he, he didn't make a good choice there. No. And um, the thing I, I talked to Duff offline about this is uh, the original th- – like TV version of this movie because of commercials and stuff is only 74 minutes long, but it was like so well regarded that they went back and shot two more scenes, which I would argue are two not great scenes. Um, and to add 16 more minutes and make it a 90 minute movie and then release it theatrically. Yeah. What was so, added? Cause like when I watched this movie, I thought it, it was kind of dragging in the middle of it. And I yes. was curious if that's what the bus was. stop, the bus, the school the, bus? The school bus. Oh. And okay. the uh, train tracks. Okay. Didn't they also add in the scene where he calls home? Yes, although I don't mind that scene when he calls home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know. It doesn't need to be in there. It is not necessary. Well, it's not necessary, but it like gives us something about um, someone. So I, I, don't, say, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean the, yeah, this movie is best when it's just simple and the... The thing that does not rock about this movie is uh, it's too long for what it is. Um, yeah. But, 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 but it, it, yeah, right. I mean, so it's a short story, right? So it's based off a short story. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, you can't watch Duel 
and not think of Jaws. Duels walked so Jaws could run. <laughs> right. And 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 and, and uh, listen, Jaws is unimpeachable. It is a perfect movie. I no notes. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Um however, watching Duel, I couldn't help but be like, I can understand. Like you can see why Spielberg's a hell of a director, especially in like all the action sequences and building tension and all that. But also, like, as someone who loves Jaws, you do miss, like, the best part of Jaws, especially when you keep rewatching it, isn't the action scenes. It's all the scenes between people, you know, between the characters and everything. And this is just, like, a loser yuppie driving away from a shadow truck. And <laughs> and when we do see him away from the truck, uh, the worst parts of the movie are when we hear his inner monologue. Oh, yeah. Those aren't great. Those aren't great. But I, I want to explore what Joe and I were saying. Like, what if... What if this movie was half as long, and then we got mm-hmm. to see it from the viewpoint of the truck driver, <laughs> which is just this crazy yuppie guy just, like, screaming and complaining and, like. <laughs> so this this does kind of get to a point that I wanted to bring up at some point in our episode. But, like, yeah, this is very much a movie about just a dude out of his element and just getting owned. Like, <laughs> yeah, there like, is a lot about, like, you know, he's... So it starts off with him driving through L.A., and it's, yes. you know, there's a traffic jam. But Great beginning. It has, I like the beginning a lot. It has a very odd segment in which he's listening to a radio show, Colin. That's added to. Oh, the thing about the um, being the head of household? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's added in. Okay. Yeah. And but I do love just in general him driving on LA and out of town I mean, it, and like it, it, the the radio caller like talking about the head of household thing like does sort of match up with the the I guess the theme of the film. Yeah, and then just, the, like, the, the scene when he calls his, the, mom, his wife. The, the, the most terrifying thing that can happen to a man is like, well, just the the just the latent fear of being emasculated, and like if this guy wasn't so insecure in his masculinity, like he would be a lot like he wouldn't have gotten into this whole mess in the first place right but he yeah kind of feels like he has to get in a pissing contest with this driver well I, that's a being a little unfair i guess um they have they have a little back and forth about who's gonna be who's gonna be the pace car or yeah the- for sure and and um so i i guess that that call-in thing like kind of um undergirds a little bit but I, again yeah it's a waste of time this this movie should be an hour long you yeah, guys want to hear? It should be fifty-two minutes plus commercials. I also like how uh, this guy—they intentionally added the scene we mentioned where he calls home and his wife is mad because he didn't like beat up some dude who hit on. <laughs> yeah, that is the weird part. Like, why don't you beat him up? He's leering at me. He's like, yeah. "What do you want me to do?" She yeah. says he practically raped me at the party, and he's like, eh, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So at the end, I guess we should say at the end. Uh, he, uh, he had to we have Chekhov's this, he, radiator hose. He had to own this truck to regain his manhood. Yes. He uh, he crashes his car, jumps out of his car, and crashes in the truck, and the truck bursts into flames. And he's like, at like, a, you know, the sun is setting over him. on like the, he's a, <laughs> Now he's well off alone in the desert as the sun goes down. It's like the beginning of 2001. <laughs> uh, I mean, but, I mean, Man, from that, like a... Man, that truck going over the cliff, that scene ruled. Yeah, I mean, this movie has tons of, like, really good and fun sequences of um, 
Yeah. Like the action's great. For, especially for like a 1971 made for TV movie. Yeah. I mean, I, this is still the era when everything's on film and it's been very well restored. So it looks great. Right. Um, some of and, these, some of these made for TV movies, when we get to shot on video, they're like Kevin Smith lazy. They're so bad. Right. And now, you know, so four years later he does Jaws and his career takes off and you can, like you said, you're right. Dual walk. So, so Jaws can run. That's a perfect review of this movie. Um, anything you want to add about the actual like plot of the movie? I guess there's it's a pretty bare bones. Yeah, I mean, it's literally just dude and the truck, um, squaring off. <laughs> um, I'll be surprised I, this hasn't been remade. Uh, yeah, kinda. I do feel like Joyride was kind of was that the movie? Joyride? No, yeah. there's um, what's one of Kurt Russell Breakdown is kind of like it a little bit. I haven't seen Breakdown. Oh, that's pretty good, but similar. Like, but more happens in Breakdown. But um, I feel I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right one. Joyride is the isn't Steve Zahn in that? And like they they're it's like Rusty Nails, the name of the guy in the CB or thing. Yeah, ooh, good yeah. pull, Rusty Nails. Yeah, <laughs> that is impressive. I've only seen that movie once when it came out, but Breakdown is pretty good though. Uh, Breakdown's got Kurt Russell and J T Walsh. And uh, it's a uh, produced by Dino De Laurent or De Laurentis, whatever that guy is, the guy who did yeah. Flash Gordon. A lot of a lot of uh, canon films in there, right? But it's a, it's a it's a pretty fun it's a pretty fun movie. Um, it's definitely more bloated, but uh, it's around the same length. It's only ninety three minutes, so there's more happens. I guess I wouldn't say bloated. That's the wrong term. Um. So um, what do we got here? What about um? Oh, okay. This is what I want to get into, guys. Important stuff here. So if you mm-hmm. look at the movie poster, at least on the Wikipedia, which is how I'm going to cite, it says, the most bizarre murder weapon ever used. I don't know about most bizarre, but it's it's not typical. Uh, that's what I was thinking. First off, we don't see it murder anyone. True. Um, so then I did a lot of deep research, guys. I'm very excited for this. And I Googled most bizarre murder weapons ever used or oh. strangest murder weapons ever used. Luckily, our good friends at list25.com. <laughs> sounds, sounds legit. Reputable. Listen, clearly I spent a lot of time. Um, number one, disagree completely with number one. I'm not going to go through all these. I'm going to go to the ones that are most interesting. Give us the hits. Yeah. Yep. Number one, toi- toilet tank lid. Anyone who's watched any action movie knows you can kill someone with a toilet yeah, tank. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, that's, that's just basic Jackie Chan stuff here. Basic. That you're gonna, and then yeah. it goes on, jump and rope. It, yeah, I of mean, course you can kill someone. A, a toilet rope. lid, that's that's just blunt force trauma. That's, you know, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, those are heavy. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to pick something in your home to, like, defend yourself with, the top, like, the toilet tank lid's a good pick. Also, it's kind of long, so you can get mm-hmm. a little bit of range there. It's a good combination of... Uh, uh, reach and heft. Yep. Yep. All right. So number three, shoe. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Edith Maxwell, a 21-year-old school teacher, is found guilty in Wise, Virginia, of killing her father with a high-heeled shoe after oh. a heated domestic dispute oh, in well, July 1935. Single white, yeah. single white, yeah, single female. white female. <laughs> uh, number five. This one's close and dear to all of our hearts. 
an Xbox console. Oh no! Wait, the console? So yeah. which, which angry oh. wife or girlfriend killed their, <laughs> their and, spouse? Well, good question. In April 2013, the body of a 20-year-old woman was found next to an oh. Xbox 360. It was badly oh. broken and bloodied. It was later determined the woman's boyfriend had used the console on her. Shocking. Circle of red. This is just a green circle of death right there. <laughs> uh, number six should have been higher in my mind, but I don't know if I want to read what happened. Spatula. <laughs> well. I feel like, all right, I'll trust you if we don't want to know. Is used to beat a five-year-old with. Oh, that's wow. Yeah. Uh, also, even worse, microwave. You, you, your brain can figure that one out. Even yeah, sadder. That's... Number Do eight. It, wait, is okay. I'm just. Is this the old like? Uh, this is like a reefer madness thing. Like, oh, if you get high, you'll put a baby in the microwave. Right. Essentially that. Number eight. This one. Um, uh, breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Lange, mm. 51, from Everett, Washington, smothered her boyfriend with her breasts after passing out on top of him. Witnesses, <laughs> come I on. mean, like, how 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 could Witness, we say that? It's speci- how could we say it specifically? Well, if there's witnesses, why did they push her off of him? <laughs> Let me finish reading. Witnesses, <laughs> is that the strip club? <laughs> Witnesses said they heard the man pleading with her to get off of him. Lange, who is heavily intoxicated, told the police she had no idea how the man had died. She was charged with second degree murder. Huh. So seems a little harsh. Seems death by hoot. Seems like manslaughter. Uh, it's like on Sopranos when Christopher got stoned and killed the dog because he like fell over on it or whatever. Oh, uh, right. He sat on it. Yeah. Uh, number nine, dessert spoon. When <laughs> Richard Clare. Oh. Yeah. From kinda... England, attempted to rob disabled Timothy McGee. McGee tried to protect himself. As a result, Claire took a dessert spoon and hit him on the back of the head with such force that it ruptured an arter- artery, causing well, fatal bleeding. I mean, it sounds like he had it coming. Well, no, no, I don't think he tried to. No, rob I think a... I think the the guy who was attempting to rob the disabled guy, the disabled guy tried to fight back, and then the robber hit him with a dessert spoon. Oh, and killed him. I thought the disabled guy fought. No, him off. didn't oh. work that way. Boo. Uh, death by dong. <laughs> uh, this one is that something one of the deadites yells in Evil Dead. <laughs> death by dong. Death by dong. The original Ben Hur, <laughs> Ramon Navora, choked on his own blood due to an Art Deco installment being shoved down his throat. Two Chicago hustlers suffocated the star with the lead member, which had been given to him. 45 years earlier by Rudolph Valentino. Hmm. They did it for 5000 they heard was hidden in his home, but only managed to come out with $20. Okay. It's so, not, not a great return on that job. Um, prosthetic leg is on here. <laughs> that's <laughs> like good. Like be- beaten to death with it. Yeah, that's um, just, no, but as you get farther fun. down, like bowling ball, like nail gun, shovel, shirt, pickle jar. Okay, pickle jar. Uh, when Daniel Kovarbasic was just 12, he was hired by 55-year-old Dwayne Hurley to walk his dog. Turns out Hurley was a pedophile, and relationships soon turned sexual. <laughs> what? This went on for years until January in 2010, when Daniel, tired of abuse, repeatedly bashed Dwayne in the head of a pickle jar. Well, I mean, that's fair. Uh, I that, mean, that, the, the, yeah, it does deserved. see, like, a, a glass jar, uh, you know, pickles, yeah. spaghetti sauce, those have some heft to them. Uh, in a uh, this one I think is cheating. An umbrella. <laughs> the penguin. Uh, <laughs> in 2012, <laughs> a 40-year-old man was walking through Germany 
uh, when he crossed wait, the path wh- of a Wait, why is it cheating? <laughs> Sorry, Hanover, Germany. I was just trying to shorten it up. <laughs> what are you doing? Just going to walk through Germany today. <laughs> uh, when he crossed the path of a stranger carrying an umbrella, the stranger passed by and without warning, turned around and stabbed the man in the back with the tip of the umbrella. Okay. Is this like, apparently this is like some James Bond stuff? Well, it gets it gets better. Apparently, the umbrella had a built-in needle which injected mercury into his body, causing him to go into a coma. So why that's the, cheating. Why did this umbrella have mercury in it? I don't know. I don't know. So those are some of the top. Uh, that's number twenty-four. Some of these are boring. Oh, chessboard number four. That's allegedly. A Viking legend from the 14th century that two Norsemen were playing chess <laughs> when the game got so heated they started throwing the pieces at each other until one got, grabbed the ancient heavy chessboard and bashed him over the head with it, killing him instantly. And if it was one of those big, if it's Vikings, it must have been like a stone chessboard or something. Yeah. So my point is, trucks aren't the weirdest, not the most no. bizarre. I mean, especially in America, we have all types uh, of auto- automobile accidents. Our, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. An automobile is our favorite way to kill people. <laughs> yeah, like even more. One than... of the more popular ways to die is by yeah. automobile. Yeah. Um, like automobiles, heart disease—that's our thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, Spielberg making this movie. Heard of him? Yep, Steven, old Steven. Yeah, old I did Steve. like a little. Uh, double feature last week when we watched this i watched his first movie and his newest movie it's a good time well i mean yeah fablements is sometimes a good time but yeah it's pretty sad (laughs) i was surprised Uh, by how much i like that movie that movie's really good i want to see it Uh, you mentioned one of the two people to see babylon in the theater no one saw fablements in the theater it was in it for like three hours well i I I saw um (laughs) i saw like um the commercials for it and stuff and Boy, uh, that movie is nothing like the way it was marketed. <laughs> yeah, I saw an article talking about how they just marketed it as, aren't movies amazing? <laughs> yeah, that is not... I mean, there's a little of that, but that's certainly not... It's yeah. it's more like uh, Spielberg being like, hey, you want to know why uh, all my movies were like this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me introduce you to my family. <laughs> well, my parents specifically. Yeah. I mean, I was... Uh, I didn't double feature, but today before we... Um recorded i watched i showed uh, temple indiana jones temple of doom to my son and i was watching that movie which to me like that movie is uh, maybe the number one movie for like wow it's really great sometimes and sometimes you're like wow um this it's is the, it's the best and the worst right and i was like thinking like imagine if someone it was like if someone showed you that and then was like here's schindler's list same guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty remarkable Here's Munich. Uh, I don't know. Pretty wild. Yeah, like this, this dude's gonna uh, make a gritty recreation of D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, I'll just you know just as a little side note here, I I would recommend to the listeners that you give the Fablemans a chance. I thought it was really good. Yeah. All right. I I, I, I want to watch it. <laughs> so that till we till we watch like the Rashomon version that's called like lewd. <laughs> And this is such a good someone should redo Duel, but don't make mention of Duel and it just be based off the idea of the driver just, of the truck. And imagine just how good it would feel for truck drivers to watch that and just see like yeah. uh I guess we'd have to like maybe change the ending. Maybe the truck driver says no, I won. And just yeah. some some 
jerk. Like, I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to get to work. Just driving like a total uh, ass and then just getting absolutely owned by a tanker truck. Also, Duff's idea of you know, the unreliable narrator, narrator that this is just like, this is just like old, you know, oh, did you hear what Uncle David went through? And it's just some like, you know, uh, boisterous uncle who tells a story about the time he was in the Mojave Desert and what he did to a truck driver when really yeah. he, you know. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, they just, it's like traffic court in, in L.A. County. And, yeah. Uh, like of like the last of the movie is the lady with the snakes at the gas station. Right. Uh, oh, the snake lady stuff. was there. <laughs> I saved a school bus. <laughs> He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't even save the school bus. This is what no. makes this he, what makes the story for the truck better. The com- truck saved it. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. He was a, just kind of completely freaked out at the truck or at the school bus. Uh, <laughs> Lude. So the other thing uh, tying it to Columbo is a lot of times, especially with ABC Movie of the Week, is that these would kind of be uh, lead-ins to series um, like Columbo, or I think that. Uh, the original Battlestar Galactica was a movie of the week, and then that launched the series. Oh, on sci-fi. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Well, it was, a- it was like ABC back in the day. Oh, the original, the original. Yeah, okay. like the the campy 70s one. So like, gotcha. a, I, that kind of even dilutes the, the line further. It's because, well, it was a movie of the week, but then it turned into, you know, this show or whatever. And, and to tie this to... Um, our last season on Twilight Zone, we have a Twilight Zone connection here, don't we, Duff? Yeah, Richard Matheson. Who wrote the, the short story this is based off of? Is that He I th- he wrote it for Playboy, I think. And Oh, for the articles. Yes. Uh and I he, he, he was in, I believe he was inspired to write this uh on the he was on the road the day Kennedy was shot. And he was I I don't remember the specifics, but he, for some reason, was inspired to write this from his driving experience that day. Huh. Do you? Okay, you mentioned Playboy. Here's the question for you guys. Mm-hmm. When is the last time you've seen one in real life? Is it over 20 years ago? Uh, so I will quantify this, is that uh, I saw some, but it was at like a vintage shop. Okay, they, so old ones. Like in the wild. Are oh. they still in print? I thought that they stopped. Okay. I could, I could, I, I don't know, but I, I haven't seen one in the wild since the nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. I think early aughts for me. Uh, I don't know. Didn't, I just didn't, those... didn't you guys subscribe to it? Yeah. My uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, Rob and I subscribed for like, you, you know, cause like, especially in like the early aughts, you sometimes get those deals like a whole year for $10. And you're like, yeah. well, Sure. So maybe that was the last time, but for sure I remember mid nineties. Yeah. All right, I don't know. I just made me think about that. Yeah. Do they do they still get like big interviews and articles and stuff and authors I, who write stuff, or is that just gone? I don't think so. People can't even make that story up anymore that it is for content. <laughs> I the, mean the stories. I've I'm trying to think of what because like, all what? joking aside, like literally, like as all joking said, there have been like big name authors that publish stuff oh, in there. There are like yeah. uh, big interviews that have been done that get cited much later on. You know, and it's like, oh, the yeah, John it'd be like, it's like, oh, there was an interview with Yasser Arafat. Also, I want, <laughs> yeah. also, also, I wanted to see who Miss October was. <laughs> Did you say Miss October? 
<laughs> uh, I said Miss October. But oh, okay. <laughs> you got you got to go to like penthouse for that stuff. Oh, uh, Miss October. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a that sounds like a Larry Flint thing. Like that. Miss October. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> is that the episode name? It can't be. I, I think it has to be. <laughs> Duel, Miss October. Um. <laughs> oh so duff what obviously we talked about how this this comes out it's a tv hit ends up being turned into a movie like how much of a hit was it on tv uh it was uh it it wasn't like the biggest of the year but i think it was here i have the stat um it was the 18th highest rated tv movie of the year and you have to remember that there were like 10 tv movies a month um, so it had a Nielsen rating of 20.9. Okay. So like 21 million households saw Duel. Or like had their TV on. and mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, like 20% of households with a TV saw Duel. So that's like, I don't know what the population was, but that's a lot of people. Like, the, obviously, like, these numbers are always going to seem bigger in the past. Right. There's, like, only three networks, but yeah. nothing gets that, except for, like, Yellowstone. <laughs> like, Yellowstone <laughs> and football. I jumped back into Yellowstone a little bit recently, and it took me a while to figure out where I was in season three. How how much more do you have to go? Uh, I think season – I think they're halfway through season five right now. Like, they're, like, a two-part, like, season five first half is done, and they're going to do season five second See, half your, soon. your boy won an award. Yeah, well – you know, not anyone can just stand out in the beautiful mountains and say pithy liners about life. <laughs> <laughs> Give you models and things you could put on T-shirts. Uh, so, yeah, this it was the it was a high rated success in the era when, you know, there are only three channels to watch and maybe PBS, maybe four. So didn't do you know how it did as a theatrical film? I do not. Okay, so that there's probably more of just like why not? We'll add a few more yeah. scenes. It'll make a little bit more money. I, th- I think it was just like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Just to throw some stuff together and we can make some more money, like you said. And you know, I mean, I guess I could be wrong, but like the only thing I knew Spielberg had done before he is did a, um he did I knew he did a edition of Columbo, I think Streets of San Francisco that Okay. that Michael the show with michael douglas okay the colombo episode if you guys haven't seen it is great um okay. it's one of the one of the better colombo episodes and it's one of the I early colombo i knew too. that spielberg got his start in tv yeah yeah uh oh night gallery was another thing he did segments of oh apparently. okay yeah oh yeah so he did a bunch of other stuff yeah okay yeah and then i did anyone ever seen sugarland express no I've, i haven't that's yeah one of the movies by him i haven't seen yeah. yeah, that in the horse movie, Warhorse. Warhorse. Uh, does anyone know anyone who's seen Warhorse? Uh, I know people who've seen Warhorse. I I don't know anyone who's seen 1941. The, oh, the I know Bel- people who've seen 1941. The Belushi yeah. Aykroyd. World I would War watch II. 1941 before Warhorse. Warhorse is 140 minutes of a horse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you you have a major anti-horse agenda, though. By the way. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. be clear on that. Well, I mean, we talked about this before, but I was going to give him a chance, and I was too. Remember that story I told? How I was going to ride the horse? Yeah. 
and they had like a weight limit of like this is a few yeah. years ago yeah. of like 220 and i was like they're like how much do you weigh and i was like why my cousin's like because they want to know they said they'll weigh you and i was like why they don't want you like, to crush their horse they're like the top weight is 220 pounds and i was like well i weigh 220 pounds i'm on my fifth day of vacation so yeah i'm sure i'm over that uh and i didn't get to ride the horse i could ride the horse now is it just a weak horse just weak horse, weak old. I mean, probably just some old ass horse up in Spooner <laughs> that's like can barely move. I mean, you know, you look at like, you know, movies and TV. Like a lot of those people on those horses, even if they're just actors, they weigh more than two twenty. Yeah, that's not fair to me. Yeah. Um, Justice for Rob. <laughs> so I was. They, my they point just brought is, out. They just brought out this old decrepit donkey. Yeah, like here's that, Iris Apfel, <laughs> the horse. Like well, this horse uh, it kind of drank some antifreeze and it's never <laughs> been the same. Back rack the horse, <laughs> just huh. for some weak, some weak old horse. <laughs> the horse is just falling over. <laughs> Here's our horse, George Burns. <laughs> Get on that. Go for smoking a cigar. <laughs> God. George Burns references the Lord's Year of 2023. <laughs> He'd be so happy. That's what the kids want. <laughs> yeah, that's why they tune in to this show. Um, anyways, I was going to give horses a chance. Mm-hmm. But now I just chew a lot more gum. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we talked about some of the themes here, right? We've got the uh, We've got the main character as emasculated man just, just a, a dude out of his element how do we think of his performance what do we think about dennis weaver here as the guy i like him whenever he's not talking to himself <laughs> his right. like i said the dubbed over inner monologues are terrible like when they have to explain why he drives so slow yeah because he just forgets what he's doing and starts driving slow you he's, always do this you always just drive slow <laughs> or whatever yeah uh yeah, it's it's a remarkable movie. Like I said, in that it it does it is good. I mean, I'm not like denying that, but I mean, there's nothing that happens in this. Like, there's there's no. Yeah. It's just a, it, a, a a a truck chasing it, a car. Yeah, like 25 minutes in, you're like, oh, all right, I kind of get it. <laughs> like, yeah. If, to be even an hour and a half needs a little more character development beyond just dude calling up his wife be like why didn't you attack that dude that rapes me like uh, i don't know i was curious what the two most um interesting quotes on imdb would be from this movie mm-hmm. number one is you can't beat me on the grade yeah I guess. number two is i'd like to report a truck driver who's been endangering my life Oh, that scene where he's in the phone booth at the Snake Ranch rules. That's that's, the snake lady is great. She just I wants feel bad to... for the snakes, man. I feel bad for the snake lady, too. Yeah, she didn't ask for any of this. So for anyone wondering, like he pulls up to... There's a phone booth at this lady who just kind of runs a roadside snake stand where you can just go see the snakes. Yep. And he goes into the phone booth, and the truck driver is not having it. <laughs> just... But what really happened is the truck driver probably um, – his truck just acted up, and it got stuck turning in a big circle. And he was trying frantically to fix it, but that would, that's what's going to happen in Lude, the yeah. dual uh, spiritual successor Joe and I are going to make. Yep. 
<laughs> but yeah, he just keeps like running over and hitting this woman's snakes. Yeah, he he ruined that woman's livelihood. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, we also any other themes we want to talk about with this movie? I, you guys are better at themes. I, than I I don't think so. I I mean I think that's about it. It's kind of just a weird amalgamation of. Like I feel in a way it's almost like Deliverance where it's just yes yeah, a city sl- city slicker is out of his element and ju- just gets you know put in his place. I, yeah, uh, I actually kind of like because so much of of cinema is like someone going into the city and finding danger, right? And it was kind of neat how this movie reverses it. It starts in like right the the heart of Los Angeles and then he gets to more and more rural area. And then that's where where the danger he, is because he, like the hills honestly have in the United States you're like per capita there's a lot more murders happening out in the sticks than there are and in, I mean in he, many maybe not all cities but many cities per capita more, let me be clear more car fatalities on the car on the roads too <laughs> yeah or, or deer going through the passenger side window <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it, I I do like that where it's just he. You know, he's out of his comfort zone, and there are some crazy people out there. Like, even before he picks a fight in a bar, it's just a bunch of dudes who probably would murder him for fun. Do we know what he does? What He's a businessman, but, uh, like, what's his business, man? <laughs> I, I, he was flying to Hawaii, wasn't he? Or he was flying... I I, I Honestly, like the cliche is always like, "Oh, sales." Just say they're in sales. Yeah, like, that was yeah. that's like the go-to, like white-collar job if you're writing a TV character for a long time. Like, oh, they're in sales. This guy'd be terrible at sales. He does. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have the gift of gab. But I do love how he is. I mean, like back to like the idea that this movie is like you know this masculine man. It is kind of nice that I'll, I mean I guess he does win at the end. But that just seems like there's nothing like this guy is. Look, this, every, everyone pulls one out every once in a while. Right. <laughs> he spends the entire movie getting his ass handed to him. Right. This is a guy who, like, if you worked with, you'd be like, oh, that guy. I mean, he's yeah. fine, I guess. He shows up. <laughs> like, that's good. He shows up and isn't mean, but he's not necessarily, like, good at whatever he does. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a review of he, this he, David Mann guy. He definitely seems like a guy who failed upward. It's also funny that, like, I mentioned this earlier, but Chekhov's radiator hose, like, later on, you're like, you need a new radiator hose. It's like, nah, no, I don't. And then that's what yeah. ends up causing his car. They're, like... <laughs> they're always trying to upsell you. Yep. Yep. Incredible. Well, uh, is there anything else before we move on to what's what's next? I want to know, Duff, what, what made-for-TV movie are we going to talk about next? Yeah, oh, I can't, not... we, we've got to wait for that TV guide to arrive in the mail to see what's on it this week. <laughs> God, TV I've, guide. I have to set the VCR Plus to tape it. So. <laughs> uh, Remember Web TV? Yeah. I, I don't know why I just thought about that. But that, was, I, that was a wild I, time. That was, that was a very late 90s thing. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Uh, that was kind of around when TiVo first came out, too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Web TV was like, you don't have a computer? You can just <laughs> sit up with a keyboard and hook up to your TV and surf the web. Yeah, you can just pause the show and click on what they're wearing, and you can buy that outfit. That I remember like that was how it was pitched. In the early, late aughts, I would say mid to late aughts, I was uh, starting my like career in like web 
development and i remember like looking at our analytics and be like we have a web tv hit someone looked at our website with web tv <laughs> how's that possible i believe that for a while uh carrie's grandparents had web tv and they would oh. actually use it well maybe they went to the website maybe maybe they visited your work yeah anyways what's next stuff i'm sorry to uh you. are arguably like the the peak in terms of like uh, cultural saturation uh the day after mm. uh mm. which had like super bowl type ratings we've uh, discussed this a little bit uh we mentioned it, i believe in the war games episode correct yeah i mean it helped that everyone uh was scared to death of nuclear war that year so <laughs> yeah yeah that always does help uh but yeah um a movie that i they say that probably a hundred million people saw it and they were like so like roughly like 40 percent of america saw the day after kind of like the peak of like the important classy uh cultural event made for tv movie then after that we get into the more trashy stuff yeah and i think we we're not going to tell anyone until we get to it but we have one that we're going to plan on doing which i'm afraid is going to get us all canceled and the show (laughs) will never continue again um oh god yeah. <laughs> yeah we have to release it on like a separate feed to like people are gonna have to torrent it to listen to it we'll we'll put a watermark on it like they do with oscar screeners so we'll know who who leaked it yeah <laughs> so we have that going for but i i mean listen tough i'm excited to to continue to um talk about these made for tv movies because i think outside of some like the colombo stuff i mentioned i feel like these are like kind of blind spots for me um, for have seen him. I have heard. Obviously, I, I'd seen Duel before. Actually, I don't. Like, I don't know how famous the ones after Day After Tomorrow, but I think for our, the vibe is right. Yeah, and I think yeah. there's one of them that I think a fair amount of people in our age range have seen. And then uh, we, uh, I mentioned our Patreon early earlier. We have uh, different uh, membership tiers for two dollars you get access to a new episode every single month which um you know as the people who record these episodes of Earth, there's the next month one which by the time you listen to this will probably be out it will be the 40th one that we've done hot which damn is wild for middle age months. now we've been, that's right yeah. yeah we will have more paid podcasts than age i am um <laughs> and uh if you want to pay six dollars a month you can be part of the Sheba pit and the Sheba Pit is helped decide which, which abusive husband abuse movie, movie you're <laughs> yeah. going to watch. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they've got a lot of influence and power. Um, and they also help vote on what uh, movie we talk about every month for the uh, paid podcast monthly episode for $2. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. Go to freepodcast.com. You can see a bunch more seasons we've done and working on. And, uh, you know, this Spielberg guy had a pretty good career. He did all right. Dual uh, launch still going, to, still going. That is wild. Nineteen seventy one makes this. Yeah. And that's his first like theatrical release. Fifty and, plus years now. God, that's crazy. Yeah, fifty years. How about that? All right, well, listeners, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week talking about the day after. <laughs>